Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I'm so excited because my good friend Tabitha is here with us today. And one of the many things I love about Tabitha is that we both have this drive and this love for helping mompreneurs be present, productive, and specifically for Tabitha, profitable is one of the lovely things she says. And we met on Instagram, I think probably through Holly is the roundabout connection, right? Maybe so. I'm not totally sure to be honest, but maybe. Yeah, the beautiful things about the internet is that we just find each other and, you know, we saw each other's accounts and your your handle is like the present profitable mom. And, you know, to see that we were both on the same mission, but in different ways, we immediately connected. Not that we wouldn't have connected if if they were the same exact way, but it's just been such a pleasure to see you grow in your business and help moms in so many different ways, especially now. Tabitha is the go-to expert for helping moms create memberships. And I'm so excited today to talk about like when this is a good model for you, because I know it's something that's on a lot of people's to-do list. You think maybe I should do it, but you're never quite sure. So we're going to answer those questions today because Tabitha is a mom to two kids, five and seven. So she is in our boat. She has limited time, but wants to make that impact. And the other cool fun fact about Tabitha is that she lives in Alaska in Fairbanks. So <laughs> it has been fun for us to get to connect. Although I wish you were closer so we could hang out in real life more often. So yes, agreed. Something to, to happen. But Tabitha, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start off by filling in any gaps that I missed about your biz or mom life? And then we can hop into memberships. Yeah, I think just the big thing here is that I really believe it's possible for us to, you know, have our other priorities. Like you can be an awesome mom and a successful entrepreneur. And I feel like some people think it's really one or the other. Like I either can be an awesome mom or run a successful business and it feels impossible to do both. But there really are some amazing strategies that you can use and really having a community who believes that's possible, you know, like people who are doing it is so inspiring. And Megan, you are definitely one of those people for me. And I just, I'm so excited that we can share with your listeners and really kind of be, bring them on our journey and just bring them more into the fold. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's where I want to start because like I had mentioned, this is not the first iteration of your business. Like most of us listening, you know, we're a couple years into our business. And so we've tried a lot of things, but you have landed on and found the thing that works for you. So do you want to walk us through like where you started when you started in your business versus where you're at now and why memberships became the thing that you became obsessed with? Yes, it has been a long winding journey, but I like to give people the full story because I think so often we hear these little sound bites that are just like the synopsis that makes it look like someone's an overnight success. And that can sound impressive and amazing, but it can be frustrating if you're like, that doesn't resonate with me at all. Everything has been a struggle. It took me forever. So I started in 2015 when I was pregnant with my son, who's now seven years old. And I was just like, wow, this is so cool. I didn't know that like when you become a mom, even when you're just first pregnant, it's like this whole network of people and you have this 
thing in common with so many people that connects you on a deeper level that you didn't, I didn't even know was a thing before I actually was pregnant myself. And so then I started a blog because I was like, how can I help people, you know, just learn about pregnancy? I mean, did pregnancy updates? And if I'm honest, it was more like Dear Diary, but it was really just like, how can I help other people and how can I enjoy this journey with other people? And I kind of learned that while I love writing, blogging, writing is actually a very small portion of what you'll be doing. And I did not love the other pieces of that process. And then also being an Enneagram 2, what motivates me is helping people. And when I just had a blog, I was like, I don't know who's reading this. I don't know if anyone's actually applying what I'm trying to help them with. Like, I don't know if anyone wants this. Like, it just, I felt like I was kind of lonely also. Like, I'm talking about community, but I haven't done anything to actually create community. And then honestly, like the internet these days, there's so much content. And I'm like, I'm just like contributing to the content overwhelm. And so then I was like, okay, I'll try digital courses because this makes the, the content more actionable. And then I can kind of see who is going through the process. But then, you know, there's those bismal stats of like less than 10% of people complete digital courses. And I, and that's just like more content and more information overwhelm. So I was like, oh, that's not working. And then I dove into one-on-one -on -one coaching because I'm like, okay, then I will be there and I will know, like, am I helping these people? And by this point, I had kind of pivoted a little bit more. I mean, I was helping moms, but specifically in like organization, productivity was sort of the niche that I'd found versus a blog post about like my 10 favorite baby items or something. Um, so my my niche had shifted a little bit, but then I was trying the one-on-one -on -one coaching and I was like, oh, this is a lot of time because I was, I guess I should mention working full-time also this whole time. I always thought I'd be a career mom and go back to my career, but I found I really wanted to be home with him, but we hadn't made any other plans. So I went back to work full-time, started the blog thing, and then kind of dabbled in online courses. And then in 2018, my daughter was born and I knew I refused. I am like, I am not going back to work full time because not only would I not have that time with my baby, the siblings, they'd be in different classes in daycare. So they wouldn't have that time together. And that was just deal breaker for me. So I went down to part time. I guess that would have been right after my daughter was born in 2018, just worked two full days a week. And I was like, okay, I finally have time to add in this one-on-one -on -one coaching because I have a little more time. But I found the one-on-one -on -one coaching really um, scheduling wise, that really just, it took a lot of time that I didn't necessarily have. And then I also felt like sometimes it lacked energy because it was just the two of us. And I try to bring the energy, but I felt like I couldn't always. And then I decided to try group coaching. So then I was like, okay, this will leverage my time a little better. And it did. And I liked the energy of a group. And then this still kind of had some issues with, you know, it's higher ticket. It felt harder to get people to join. And then I spent all of this time kind of trying to sell. And I'm like, I don't want to just be selling all the time. And then it was still feast or famine when you start this, you know, you have the same start and end. So you're like, you know, with the digital course, I would launch it, which was great, sell a couple. And then it's like back to square one. I either have to relaunch it to make an income or I have to create a new project product and launch that. And then kind of the same thing with coaching. I had to either be launching or trying to sell. And then when you have a client, great. But when they drop off, it's a massive hole. And it just really that feast or famine of like, okay, I'm doing well. Oh my gosh, all my clients are leaving, you know, at the same time. What do I do? I need to launch, but then still serve at a high level with the program that people are currently in. 
So I tried all of these things and I was like, none of this is really fitting, like, you know, not really supporting the other areas of my life, not the schedule that I want. And then I was laid off October 2020. So then I finally had a little more time to marinate. And then in it wasn't until September 2021, I was like, I was working with a new coach, Holly, actually. And I was like, she had mentioned memberships and she had a membership. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do a membership. Like, isn't that a bunch of content? And that just seems like a lot of administrative tasks. And then I was like, you know what? Why not? It is literally the only thing I haven't tried yet. Like, let's just do it. And I did. And the wild thing is all the things that I believed about a membership, like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be the content treadmill. I can hardly keep up with it as it is. Ended up really not being an issue when you design things intentionally. Um, And I do believe in a membership. Less is more. And so all of these things, anyways, I ran my membership for a year and I was like, this is so fun and it's still going on. But then it pivoted. I pivoted yet again. I was like, this is so magical, especially for moms, because you can leverage your time. You make that sale on repeat. So instead of working so hard for a sale and getting one sale and you're back to square one or having this feast or famine, you sell the membership once and then, you know, I teach how to have good retention so people stay. You make that sale on repeat. People stay or if they do leave, it's at different times. So you don't go from like, you know, making a certain income to everyone dropping off at the same time. I mean, I guess that's technically possible, but unlikely with a membership. So you really get that um that revenue for you in your business, but then also for me being there to see people's journey because they're learning and taking action consistently, which a one-off course or even like a three-month one-on-one coaching program could help you maybe overcome a specific barrier or get to a certain goal. But like anything in life, these things require consistency over time. And a membership is going to help you, like, for example, a membership around exercise. It's going to help you exercise consistently. Yeah, you can run a marathon, and that's amazing, but that doesn't mean you're in shape for life. Like, you still have to maintain that. And it's like that with a lot of things in our business. You just have to make sure you're building these new habits and routines around whatever that niche is, and a membership can help do that for you. I love hearing your story because I can relate to so much of it. Um I didn't realize you were an Enneagram too. So I'm a two wing three. Are you? Me too. Yep, exactly. You're the same person. Yeah. So because it's so funny, I started my first business when I had my styling business as a blog. That was back Mm. in 2010. And shortly thereafter, I realized, well, I don't really want to write about it. I want to do it. And I wanted to help people and see the impact I was making. So same thing. And it's not. And I hear a lot of people tell this story too, especially if you've been been around for a while like us. Yes. And so, yeah, then pivoted into one-on-one and then you get burnt out and you're exhausted. And that all happened prior to me having kids. So the second mm-hmm. my kids came, it's like, oh, I'm not going to do this. And then mm-hmm. COVID hit and you go online. And so I love hearing the behind the scenes and the breadcrumbs of like what you liked about certain things, mm-hmm. but what wasn't working. And I think it's really interesting. Two points that you brought up were being concerned about contributing to content overwhelm, mm-hmm. because I know that that's always on my mind. Like you can go anywhere. Anything is Googleable. Mm-hmm. Uh, information is accessible to anybody, but it's the implementation that really makes the difference. And I know that that's part of what you said is like you've helped people. First, when you were blogging, you wanted to like 
be with the people to enjoy their journey. And then now you said journey again, that you're helping mm-hmm. see these people through, see them in again, this, this built-in consistency, not only for them, which is huge, but then I love how you mentioned too, of it's also built-in consistency for us, mm-hmm. both monetarily for us. We know we're just going to keep showing up, keep showing up. And so I'm really curious with the content overwhelm and like showing up consistently, how have you done it differently than maybe what people have in their minds about memberships now where it can feel like overwhelm? Like I have to create a whole new topic next month and I can't use that same topic from this month, next month, because I've got to put it in the vault, you know? Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that content piece and that consistency piece. Yes, I believe that content, like truly less is more. Like I try to keep my content for my membership, like 15 to 20 minutes if I'm teaching on a topic. And I try to, at the end, give action items, no more than three and no more than three, like not multiple steps, like step one. And then step one has 10 steps. Like, no, like three of the most basic, like including if someone needs to make a decision, that counts as one of the action items. So giving that 15 to 20 minutes in that content. And so in my membership, I do that twice a month because again, I had created a bunch of stuff. So if you were new, you could just start with one, like one 20 minute piece of content that you're sharing on a topic related to your niche. And then ideally that can be your theme for the month, which informs your content other places. So it's not necessarily in addition to You can use that as your lead content and repurpose that to your social media, your emails, all of those pieces. And then it's very natural to say, oh, would you like more? I'm teaching on that in my membership this month. Join. Um, And then the other piece there is in addition to that, the action items, you can, once you've had your membership for a year, it's even easier. So for example, in my membership, I really repurpose everything from the previous year. But this is still really great value because people need that consistency. Like maybe they need to go back to, oh, let me look at my batching process. Like how can I batch a little more efficiently? Or, oh my gosh, right. I remember you talking about batching last year, but I didn't quite get it implemented on the level that I would like to. So it's so good to go back and repeat. And then people will be at a different point in their lives, their business, whatever it is that you help with. They will get different things out of it. So again, back to this, like less is more, and you can absolutely repurpose both through different platforms and then repurpose from year to year as well. That just felt like a breath breath of fresh air because, yeah, my honestly, my thought too is like, oh, you know, I have to keep keeping it fresh, doing something different. But you're so right. Like we need the repetition. We evolve and change over that year. So the way we batched as that example, like the way we would have batched a year ago versus now with our kids a year older, like schooling being different, all the things you want a refresher. And so if you keep essentially 12, whatever the theme is, however Mm -hmm. you do it, but let's just say hypothetically 12, one for each month, keep that the pillar all the time. It's also beautiful of the authority building side when you said you can then also repurpose and say, you know, we're doing this in the membership right now. And mm-hmm. this is the topic of conversation for for our month. And I think it's just so genius. And also to be able to then go back to the archives and say, well, last year I said this. Here mm-hmm. are the updates. Makes for yes. great stuff, too. So for the 15 to 20 minutes, 
Do you typically do like for your setup, Zoom works best, I'm guessing, or do you just deliver pre-done content? Talk us through that for people listening who is like, oh, you know, how do I need to show up? Yes, there are. A, I actually have a really amazing Trello board and um, I have three pillars that I believe are required in any membership that you really have to have content. It doesn't have to be a ton of content, but you have to have some content. You got to be teaching something. You need coaching and you need community. So you could teach live if you wanted to. Um, very often I'll do it live and then the replay, use that in the future um, if it's something new that I'm teaching. Otherwise, it may be pre-recorded. I very often like to do at least the first one live because then if there are any questions that come up, I can naturally answer those because very often if one person has a question, other people are likely to have that question as well. And so that is like the content piece. But then I do always recommend that there's also a coaching element in your membership, which should be live, ideally, if at all possible. And there's different ways that you can do that. Um, in my membership, I have a live Q&A. Um, and that can be anything that I've taught either in the membership. And I'm also an open book. So, I mean, just ask me anything. And really, it's been awesome because sometimes people are like, oh, my gosh, my baby was up all night teething. and that's what they want help with. And I really believe that being a mom and an entrepreneur, you really need a holistic perspective because if you don't have good self-care or you're having a struggle in motherhood, that's going to have an impact on your business. It's not completely siloed. And so if someone who's an entrepreneur and needs help with, you know, tips for her teething baby, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's not what I do. Like, do you need something with strategy? I'm like, no, like, let's brainstorm the group. Like, what's worked well for teething babies, you know? And that's what I love about working with moms who are entrepreneurs also is there's just side benefits, like so many benefits to that community, which again is another one of the pillars. And then in my membership, I also have a live planning party every month. And it's Live because it's done with you. I go through it. And then people, if they have any questions, I can help them with that. It also personally is accountability because I'm like, I always give an example of behind the scenes. Like they get the inside scoop, like what I'm working on. And so I have to do all my planning and have that outlined before I can share that with them. So I just love the reciprocal benefits of having the accountability myself in my business. So you do have to create that content piece which, of course, if the final content is 20 minutes, it took you longer than that to create it. Um, but then you also have just those live pieces that don't take a lot of your time. But that's massive value because if someone watched your content, but they're like, you gave some great examples, but I don't really understand exactly how that applies to me in my situation. I need some advice around this. Or like I mentioned, some motherhood or self-care or something else that is preventing them that seems like it's unrelated, but it is actually related. And the only way they can get your help with that is in a coaching session. I think that it's such a great description of like why coaching is so beneficial and helpful. And it made me think for anybody listening who maybe is wanting to pivot away from coaching a bit or has felt like coaching has become maybe a scary word in their world. Can you share some examples, maybe different creative ideas of ways that coaching always is happening, but maybe not in the way that you're thinking it is? Like the first couple of things that came up to me is, you know, have you seen memberships around Boxer where there's mm -hmm. community held there and, and the conversations can go back and forth? Or I know I've heard of like email ones where it's like a template of the month kind of thing and, and that gets emailed out. And 
So I'm just curious, both from a like creative, what all have you seen to get people out of the rut of thinking this is the only way and I don't like it to what are other ways that coaching can happen and what are some cool different versions of memberships you've seen? Yes, you I mean, I feel like versions of memberships like, OK, I'm going to I guess I'm going to have to give you this Trello board because I keep talking about it. So um, remind me at the end, I'll give you a link and a coupon code so people can get it for free. Um, but yes, I've talked about these three pillars and literally in the Trello board, I give you a ton of ideas for every single type of content or thing you could create in your membership. And you literally drag and drop. If you're not familiar with uh, Trello, it's almost like digital sticky notes. And then you literally like grab the sticky notes and put it in the pile of like, I love these ideas. And then you can create your membership out of all of these fun ideas which another piece on the content, you don't want to create the content overwhelm. But at the same time, if you feel like you need more content, you don't have to create all of the content yourself. You can have guest speakers. You can have a member spotlight and give them an opportunity to teach, which is then going to really help with the networking and engagement because your members are going to get to know each other better. So tons of ideas like you really like the opportunity is endless. And then specifically with coaching, Exactly like you mentioned, Voxer is great. And this is another thing that I think a lot of people aren't aware of is you literally could build out your entire product suite with memberships. So I think when we say memberships, a lot of us assume low ticket memberships. But I would argue that a mastermind is a high ticket membership. And so something like that, maybe you would have that higher touch Voxer um, versus maybe a membership, you would have some other, a low ticket, you'd have some sort of platform like, a, you know, a Facebook group even is a great place to start with getting that engagement where people can ask each other's questions. They can answer each other's questions. But like you said, you can do that coaching in those opportunities as well. And then some coaching in the Voxer, which I think is great in any sort of group setting, because even if you aren't the person who asked the question, you're going to learn from whatever the other person's question was, or maybe you have a something you learned that you can contribute to helping them and teaching them with their specific situation. Because I think that's really the disconnect with a lot of things. If they're getting generic content, but they don't know how to implement it because they don't know how it applies to their lives, or maybe there's something in there that doesn't fit. So like, how can we find what fits for you? That's going to be that coaching piece. And so really the creativity is endless around that coaching. I just believe that there has to be some live element. You know, you could even do hot seat coaching. Like if you wanted to, you could have a form where people like, hey, will you roast my sales page? Basically, give me feedback on my sales page. And you could even that could be a pre-recorded thing that wouldn't technically have to be live. You know, just I mean, again, like the opportunities are endless. And that's what I really love about brainstorming in a group. It's not a membership has to look like A, B and C. I mean, I do think you need those three pillars, the coaching, content and community. But how you create that can be completely unique to you. I think it's so genius. And I, I want to point out what you said there was that the coaching allows for the customization. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just so interesting to hear that. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, to have a really powerful, and if you think of any time you've had a really powerful experience that's furthered you in business or mom life, you had that. You were able to customize what you were doing to yourself. You had the information to make it happen. And then you also had the friends around you. And so I just think not only that, but then to highlight and say a mastermind is an example of a membership. And there's just so many different ways to do it. And 
so many different ways to deliver it as well. Like you mentioned, there's Voxer, there's going on Zoom. You could start in the Facebook group. Another thing that I know I've seen a lot too are like private podcasts is super cool. Mm -hmm. And for busy moms like us makes it so amazing to receive the content in that way. And so I just think right now, anybody listening who's thought about a membership and I do want to talk about positioning a little bit more, too, because that was on my list um, when you were talking about it. But like anybody listening, you could just start to think through now, what is something that I could be doing or can I up level and maybe reposition what you're currently doing to have these three pillars, this customization slash coaching community and content that your people need. But in terms of positioning, I do want to touch on that a little bit. How do you help people? Like, are you a signature offers person and, and that's where you focus first? You know, immediately a lot of people think low ticket with membership. Are you all about the the rule of threes, which is, you know, another psychological sales thing? Talk to us about that when it comes to memberships. Where do you find that you're helping people who come in your world first with starting their own? Yes, this is kind of a ever-evolving process if I'm being totally transparent. And so my low ticket membership is for moms who are entrepreneurs and really helping with productivity and general strategy kind of as it relates to helping you be more productive. So I feel like my membership is like a life improvement offer. So someone there, like they're going to improve their strategy around um, their business in general and also become more productive, efficient, going to help them with networking, meeting other moms who are entrepreneurs and really having these common core values. I connect people all the time with like, um, gosh, I literally just got a message this morning. And this was someone I interviewed on my podcast. And she's like, my VA is leaving. I have no idea who to find. And I connected her with someone in my mom's CEO club. And she just texted me this morning. And she's like, I'm hiring her. She's amazing. I'm like, I know she's amazing. You guys are going to have an awesome time working together. And so just like all of these really organic things have come from that. And then that sort of became the natural pool for people who are like, okay, I've gotten this improvement, but I can only improve so far because I'm really big on beginning with the end in mind. And if you're using a business model that is not aligned for your time and your focus and your energy and your strengths, et cetera, like look at my experience and all the things that were not aligned for me, basically. And apparently I like to learn things the hard way. So I tried them all out. Um, but if you just feel like your business model isn't working, then I can teach you memberships. If I, from everything that I've described, sounds like a good fit for you, then people would kind of come from my low ticket membership into my mid ticket membership, which is my membership success accelerator. And then I also have, I'm not running it at this exact moment, but in the past I've had a mastermind, which is the high ticket version kind of of the low ticket, but then I believe in a hybrid approach. So there's some one-on-one in there as well, in addition to the group coaching um, and the content. And so those are kind of my, like, that's my product suite. And um, arguably, maybe there's something that I could do on the front end that would be more naturally guiding and leading into the membership model because, you know, productivity and um, membership isn't linked in everyone's mind. But again, in my mind, I'm like, okay, the membership success accelerator is a transformational product. It's a transformational membership because you're completely transforming your business to this new model so that you can still use all the productivity strategies, but that's going to get you further faster because you're, you know, scaling your time and being super intentional with how you're creating that program. Yeah, I think it's it's such a good example of what this could look like for you. And so 
for anybody who's listening, who's maybe on the fence or unsure, like walk us through who is a membership not for? Like if somebody's listening, what are what are going to be the people who are like, eh, this, this might not be best for you. Maybe you should go a different route. Although it's like memberships can kind of be any and everything. So <laughs> you may have just answered the question there, but, but walk us through that. Well, I would say that the one person that off the top of my head that a membership is not for is probably if you aren't sure exactly what you want to do. Like, I think you can tell from my past that what I wanted to help people with kind of shifted over time. And so if you're brand new, just in the throwing spaghetti against the wall, then you probably should not start with a membership because you probably do not have a signature method or a framework for how you get people from point A to point Z. And so you have to be able to know and be confident that even though it's a membership, it's not just throwing random content out there. There should be a member journey in there. There should be milestones that are getting people to an end point. And so if you don't know what the end point is, you don't know what the milestones are, then you probably should not start a membership yet. And so like an example of this would be the difference between like you can be a new entrepreneur and start a membership, but say like you are new to starting your own business, but you've been a counselor for 20 years. Like you very much have the framework, you know the steps, you have the end point, you have all the information, you're confident in it. You're not going to lead someone on a wild goose chase. You know how to get them from A to Z. Absolutely a membership is for you. Even if you don't have a big audience, you can still grow it and you can still get that feedback from members as they join and you can grow it really organically like that because you're even still getting that reoccurring revenue, you know, versus just selling a one-off course, getting no feedback, nothing. You can have one member, let's say, when you start out, you can get testimonials from that person. You can ask them what they like and don't like. You can see what questions they have, create content around that. And I want to not forget to mention this from earlier. I talked about repurposing content, which is amazing, but I still have a conversation with people and see what it is that they want or need. If there are any gaps, I still create that. I'm not just like, nope, that's all the content you're getting forever. I still create new stuff. It's just not every single month. Okay, so back to, yeah, if you had been a counselor for 20 years, you have the milestones, you have the endpoint. absolutely feel free to create a membership. It's going to take you longer to grow, probably, if you don't have an audience, you don't have an email list, all of these pieces. But what I see some people saying sometimes is it's not worth creating a membership until you have a huge audience. And I disagree with that because, yes, you're probably going to have a lot more members a lot faster, obviously, but you can still get like a hearty membership from even a small audience. Like I started my membership and I had about a thousand people on my email list, which I don't know where people are at right now. That may seem like a lot or not very much. But in the scheme of things, I would say that's pretty small. Um, I launched it just twice within six months and I had 50 members. And I also don't have a big Instagram audience, like probably a thousand or two thousand. I mean, there was no big audience anywhere, basically. Um, and I was a uh, I mean, an experienced entrepreneur, but not in that specific niche. As you can see, I pivoted a lot. So I was relatively new to focusing on productivity when I started my membership and still had really great success with getting new members right off the bat. What do you think? the secret to that success is like knowing those milestones and what that transformation is in a membership. You know, what what is that thing for everybody to think about to make sure not only they know membership is a yes, but also to to move the needle forward in the conversion part? 
Yes, I think this is so key. You want people to know the benefits. You want them to feel super welcome. You want them to know that this is a place where they can be open and honest and vulnerable. And yet it's a place where they can go to connect with other people. Sometimes it's even just feeling validated. Um, even just like, you know, we all have bad days or seeing someone who is ahead of you now, but they've been where you're at. Like so many pieces of value in there. But I think a big piece that's often overlooked, well, two, is the onboarding. I, you've got to get someone like, say they show up to your party and they don't know anyone and they just show up and walk in the door and they're completely ignored super awkward, like they're just going to turn around and leave versus you like greeting them at the door. You're like, hand them a glass of wine and show them the food table, introduce them to a few people, like totally different vibe. And they're going to stay and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can't believe I just met so-and-so who does such and such. So onboarding is a huge piece for when you do get a new member. And then the other piece of that is having that path, that destination with those milestones, because it is so easy for us just humans to see how far we have to go and forget how far we've come. So showing them their own progress is really going to help remind them of the value that they've experienced in your membership. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful, too. Like not only have we talked about consistency and accountability. But then to be able to show them that data and especially at the front end saying like, this is where you'll start. And that pre-qualifies the, the people you want in your container. But then also this is where you can expect to end. You know, obviously, if you put in the work and, and do the things that we do here in the membership. Before we move into how you can support people and rapid fire questions and all this stuff, I want to hear, Tabitha, how has this membership versus all the other things that you've tried transformed your life as just a mom entrepreneur like everybody listening? What has it done for you? Oh, I feel like it has just focused my energy in such a beautiful way. Like I just even talking about having the themes and it just really helps inform my content. And I feel like I can work less and still scale my income. So I work about 10 hours a week. I started a podcast, so I definitely work more like, for example, right now, it's about to be an Alaskan summer, which is the best time of the year. So I'm recording as many podcasts as I can so I can take the summer off. And so I am working more, but that's the thing too. Like, it's super flexible. Like everything that I do in my membership, like I can have a plan and I can adjust as I go. And I mean, my family and I, we went to Hawaii at the end of February. I just adjusted the timeline and it was totally flexible. I did not do a single thing for my business. I literally wouldn't even let myself listen to a personal growth or business audiobook, which is very difficult for me. But I listened to a really fun two books about Greek mythology. So anyways, that was just like I really took that whole week and a half off. And so you can do things like that with a membership and you can be proactive and it's flexible if your kiddo is sick and just all of these things. You can provide massive value. You get this reoccurring income with not a lot of your time. And that being said, like if you want to work more, like my daughter starts kindergarten in the fall, which I'm starting to already have like heart palpitations about, but I will have more time and I love my work so much. I'll probably work a little more, like no shame in that. Like the membership just works for whatever you need it to be. I think that's just such the biggest takeaway here is that if you were scared of memberships before or you kept letting it fall to your to-do list, this could be a brilliant time to see that a membership could be an iteration of what you already have. 
Mm-hmm. Because if all you need is customization, content, and community, it might be a lot of what you already have and you can mm-hmm. streamline it, which then allows you to work less, but profit more, which you're all about. Yeah. And just be able to push that toggle in whatever way that you want. And so, Tabitha, I'm so grateful that you came and shared so many different creative ideas of not only how to look at memberships and what it can do for us, but also the different iterations you can have. It doesn't have to be the $20, this is the content, come on the Zoom call. It can be so much more, so much more creative and so much more of you, of the business mm-hmm. owner. And it could be the right next thing for you. So for anybody listening who's either curious on if it's the next right step for them or just wants to learn more about what you do and, and how you support, can you talk us through your programs or a freebie or anything that you can help them to send their way? And we'll link it all in the show notes too. Yes. Awesome. So I have a freebie that is my membership success roadmap, and that walks you through my signature framework, which is to design, build, and scale. And then it gives you literally the 10 steps like that I walk my clients through in my membership success accelerator, which I um, mentioned earlier is my mid-ticket program. And that I'm just very into practicing what I preach. So everything that I teach, you will experience an example of that. Um, being in that program. And then if you're someone who is like, I don't really want a membership, but I could use some productivity strategies, that's really for my low ticket mom CEO club. And you just get a taste of that community, that networking. Um, It's just, it's so fun. Boost your productivity. It's, oh my gosh. And it just, these people, like I've been friends, we've become friends over time. And like, Um, One of my accelerator clients, for example, she's coming to Alaska this summer, totally going to do everything I can to like meet her in Denali or something to go just like meet in real life. And it's just I think sometimes people think like, oh, it's just this online business. But for me, it's really relationships and it's like real. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to come see you in Ohio and record some podcasts at some point. It's going to happen. I can't wait. We're going to have so much fun. We'll have Holly up. She can come on and join us. And yes, it's going to be so good. And I love how you mentioned that, that you can also pivot that community from your online membership to in-person. And I think, I'm assuming you can agree, but we're all craving it, right? Like we're missing our villages. And so to have something like this where you can create more of that, I think every mom listening can agree that that is something that we want and something that um, is just so helpful. So I'm so grateful that you are providing this space and helping us. And like I said, everything will be linked below, but from your podcast to your website. So if you want more of this membership and all that Tabitha has to offer, make sure you click below. If you're ready, we can move into rapid fire questions. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. First and foremost, tell me, what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive? Oh, batching, batching 100%. I just love consolidating similar tasks so I can get in the zone, get it done, whatever it is, Um, whether, you know, that includes like family time. Like I would rather be able to be done with work, put it away and then, you know, have my family time for the rest of the afternoon or whatever that looks like. I'm the same. Totally the same there. Like I'd say I have to be fully focused 100% for two wing threes on top of everything else. But Uh, yeah. And I love how you mentioned too, like getting in the flow. I think that's so important is just like when you can do multiple things at once, then you get the ball rolling versus Mm -hmm. stopping and starting it for me is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? 
I have a virtual assistant and she is a tremendous help, like as far as the getting all those little things done and even just the kind of the admin support is a huge help. I love it. (laughs) Tell me, what's your go-to self-care activity? When you have a little bit of me time, what do you like to do with it? Oh my gosh, drink bulletproof coffee and my gratitude practice. And I do that every single morning and I just swear by it because I really believe that, well, believe slash in my experience, However you start the day really sets the pattern for the rest of your day. And granted, I'm a morning person, but I think even if you're not waking up just a few minutes earlier than everyone else and having a little time and space to yourself for a couple minutes to think about something positive and really set the tone and just be like, wow, I'm so grateful. I'm so lucky I get to have this amazing life. And then you're going to live that for the rest of the day. It's awesome. For your gratitude practice, do you like write down in a journal? I know I use like a Google Doc every day and I, and I write in there. So I'm curious what you do. Yes. So this is such a great follow up question because I've tried journaling and I love the idea of all of these things, but I need external accountability for like everything, um, which is something I love memberships for that accountability to get things done. You know, those action items, having accountability to actually do them. So I Vox, my biz bestie, which I think, you know, Lori, Secrets of Supermom. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I Vox her every morning, my three gratitudes. Yeah. I so I got that accountability and then she Voxes me and talking about that community accountability. And yeah, Lori is phenomenal. Oh, she's great. And she's been on the podcast too. So oh, yes. I, love I didn't know that you guys were that close. That's so cool that yeah. you talk every day. Oh, I love it. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through the Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What's something funny that only us moms will be like, yep, we understand. <laughs> I. It's so funny that you're asking this um, because literally right before I hopped on this, I did a TikTok about it. So new on TikTok. We'll see if I stay on there. But if you're on there, present profitable mom, it's kind of fun. Um, so right before our call hopping on today, my daughter needed help wiping. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Right before, not during, right before. Like, this is awesome. My, my day is turning around. It's going to be an awesome podcast episode, obviously, because you know, you just never know when that's going to come up in the middle of a podcast. Even if you feel like you've got them, you know, settled into an activity, you know, they just ate lunch. So it could happen. I feel like most of our stories, that is like what we're talking about here is some kind of bathroom incident is, is mm-hmm. what we have. And it's so funny and it's so true. Like I, my kids are so little, like my daughter's still potty training. Well, she like is, but she's two and a half. So you, you mm-hmm. everybody listening. Oh, no, yeah. Not right now. Um, and so it's interesting to hear like there are times that you won't have to and there are times that you will, but that it could be any time getting a knock on that door like, mom, help. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then, uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I will link that link that uh, TikTok below because I'm sure that's going to be entertaining for all of us to watch too. <laughs> it's been really fun because it just um, trying to just, you know, these little tidbits, these super talking about things that are really digestible, you know, like a quick video just with the high points and. Um, it's been a really fun new way to share content. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing about memberships and just your mom life too. And, and all the ways that we could be more present and profitable and productive. You're amazing. And I'm just so grateful we could keep collaborating. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. And it's just wonderful to see you again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you loved what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs' earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. 
It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to themompreneurguide.com slash studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to three days so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.